Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. You know, this is offensive to a lot of people today, but you've got to interpret this and understand in the Old Testament, people could not be born again. And because of that, they could not be delivered of demons. This is the reason that the Lord instructed the Israelites to go in and kill the men, the women, the children, and even the animals. Because these nations in the land of Canaan, they were given over to bestiality. Having sex with animals was a normal, natural thing. They, they worshiped demons. They were demon-possessed. There was a tremendous amount of homosexuality, which is a demonic stronghold in people. And in the Old Testament, people could not be delivered of these demons. And so it was similar to when we have a cancer today. They will lump off parts of your body. If you have an infection, they'll cut off your hand, your arm, your leg, trying to save the rest of the body. And before there was a cure for sin that came through the Lord Jesus bearing our sins, God had to deal with these Old Testament things like this as an infection as a plague that was going to kill the human race if he didn't do it. And, and so he just commanded extinction for all of these things. Today we don't kill homosexuals. You don't kill people who are rebellious. You don't kill people who are given over to false worship because there's a cure for all of these things. That cure is faith in Jesus. But that doesn't remove the fact that these things were wrong. And so even though we aren't supposed to take anybody who disagrees with us and kill them, see, this is what the Islamic uh, religion teaches is kill all of the infidels and stuff. That is not a godly principle. In the new covenant, man, we extend mercy. We pray for those who despitefully use us. We reach out in love. We don't hate people. We don't kill people. There's a huge difference between Christianity and Islam today. And so there is a difference, but there still is a principle that even though we don't kill the people like Elijah did right here, we need to have this same attitude that we don't tolerate and put up with the ungodliness and the false representation of God of other people. We need to stand against it and we need to not just passively do it. We need to just eradicate it. We need to keep going until we overcome these false representations of God and present God as He truly is. And you know what? I know that this is offensive to a lot of Christians today because Christians today have become so passive that they aren't against anything. But we ought to be against things. You know, David, he slew Goliath. And he didn't just kill him. He stood on top of him, took his own sword, cut his head off, and held his head up. And if you read that over in 1 uh, Samuel chapter 17, you will find that the Philistines didn't flee when Goliath first fell down. They were way off, miles away, up on the mountains looking, and it could have been that he stumbled. It could be that he was going to get up again. They didn't flee when he first fell down. But when David stood on top of him, took his own sword, cut his head off, and held his head, head up, then the Philistines knew that, man, it was over. Their champion was not going to get up, and they fled for their lives. And see, th there's a lot of Christians that will fight sickness. They will fight poverty. They'll fight depression. They will fight all kinds of things 
to the point that it kind of chases the enemy over the hill. They aren't in their immediate danger anymore, but then they give up. They let up. They don't pursue until they've totally destroyed their enemy and they allow that enemy to come back and fight them again. You need to get to where you hate sickness so much that you aren't just going to resist the, you know, like that example I gave, the pain in the neck where this guy only wanted one thing taken away. You need to get the pain in the neck, the spine, the hip, the nerve, the feet, everything. You need to fight sickness until you drive it out of you and it doesn't have any place on the inside of you. But there's a lot of people that will tolerate certain degrees of sickness. They will tolerate certain degrees of poverty. They will tolerate certain degrees of depression and fear and all these kind of things. We need to get to where we just hate the enemy and we destroy it and completely wipe it out. Man, that is a powerful truth right there. We are way, way, way too passive. There are many people that have presented Christianity as a passive religion. Now, Jesus did say to turn the other cheek, that if you're sued at the law, do this and let them take your coat also. But Jesus, the same one who said that, is the one who made a cat of nine tails and a whip and drove the money changers out of the temple and overturned the tables. I hadn't got time to put all of this in its proper perspective, but you know, if we are being persecuted for righteousness sake, you do not defend yourself, you turn the other cheek. But I guarantee you, we need to take an aggressive stand against the lies, the deception that Satan is putting forth in our society today. There's a place for Christians to stand up and be angry and to call uh, sin, sin, and to say that this is wrong. There's a place for us to get angry at sickness and at disease and at poverty. God gave us this capacity for anger. And it wasn't meant to be used against people. It's meant to be used against the devil, against sickness, against poverty, against depression. Every one of you have the capacity to be angry and the sad fact is we use it against people, but it ought to be against spiritual things. You ought to get a no tolerance attitude towards sickness and poverty and disease and, and depression and all of these kind of things. We ought to get to where we just do not tolerate these things. Christianity as a whole, this is a generalization, but they have become way too passive. They will not stand up. They do not have a backbone and they somehow or another equate that with ungodliness. Jesus was not ungodly when he overturned the tables, drove the money changers out, yelled at him, said, my, house shall, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer of all nations and you've turned it into a den of thieves. And Jesus didn't just do that once. He did it twice in his ministry. At the very beginning and at the very end of his ministry, he did it again. And there is a place for us standing up there's a place. Paul turned around and spoke to Elimaeus the sorcerer and said, a mist and a darkness is going to fall upon you and you won't see the sun for a season. That's in the New Covenant. That was the man that wrote half of the New Testament, got mad and called judgment on a person. Now he, did, he wasn't quick to do it. He waited for a long time. But there is a place for us standing up. There is a place for us to take a stand. Man, I tell you, these, these things are powerful. There are lessons to be learned from Elijah. And sad to say, most people are living a life completely contrary to the examples that are given in the Word of God. And uh, when Elijah called on God, God answered by fire and consumed not only the sacrifice, but the wood, the stones, the dust, everything. It was awesome. 
And then he killed all of the prophets of Baal and just destroyed them. And the people fell on their face saying, the Lord, he is the God, the Lord, he is the God. This was a tremendous revival. It was awesome. And then it says in verse 41, 1 Kings 18, 41, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. You know, at this time, as the next verses show us, there wasn't even a cloud in the sky. There wasn't anything. This sound wasn't physical. This sound was in his heart. He knew that rain was coming. And boy, there is a great truth here. And that is that you can see things by the Spirit. You can know things spiritually that you cannot know physically. Boy, that's powerful. I've got a lot of teaching on this. Uh, I often talk about that. I'm not going to go there right now, but this is a powerful truth. Elijah was a man who was walking by faith. He was knowing things through the Spirit. And then there was physical manifestation later on. But you receive everything from God first through the Spirit, and then it manifests in the physical. People who are praying and asking for some physical manifestation, a healing of your body, finances being provided, whatever it is, you're asking for this physical thing, but you haven't, first of all, seen it on the inside, you aren't going to get it. You have to see it on the inside before you see it on the outside. Well, that's powerful. That is powerful. I could preach on that, but, but I want to go on to some other things here. So he says, I hear this sound of abundance of rain. In verse 42, it says, So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. You know, this is interesting to me because Elijah was basically commanding Ahab what to do. Ahab was the king and yet Elijah was in control. And when he called this fire down, he, all of the people came over to Elijah's side and they took all of the prophets of Baal and they killed them. The point I'm making is Ahab was really right there with the prophets of Baal and the entire nation had come over to Elijah's side. You know, it doesn't say this specifically, but it says that the people took the prophets of Baal down there and then Elijah killed them. But he couldn't have done this without the people's help. They basically surrounded the prophets of Baal. They would not let them escape and Elijah went through and killed them. But Ahab was right in there with them. I wonder if Ahab was actually fearful whether Elijah was going to kill him whether he was going to use all of the people coming over to his side to overthrow the government and put the government back to where it was supposed to be. There's no telling exactly how Ahab responded to this and what he felt. And it's just interesting to me that Elijah told him to go to Jezreel because he heard the sound of abundance of rain and Ahab went up to eat and to drink. This is amazing. He had just seen his Baal worship that he instituted totally defeated, possibly his own life in danger. And Elijah went up, I mean, Ahab went up and he just began to eat and to drink as if nothing had ever happened. This is amazing to me. And so it says, And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked, and there was nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time 
that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The third audio teaching in today's series is titled Holy Fire. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this third CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111, and our web address is awmi.net. We hope to hear from you today. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website, and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Gospel Truth Radio is changing to Andrew Womack Recorded Live. Starting in November, you'll now hear the full teaching once a week. Don't forget to tune in 